What's up, everybody? Guess what? We're not making you wait till next week. We got a little treat for you. A little Friday afternoon, Friday evening delight. We're back with the second installment of the Alex Blair-led Life Coaching Interview. And that is loading. Well, so, like, we have one bullet point on here about, it's like if you had a new client. So, like, yeah. if I gave you a hypothetical here. So, like, a 30-year-old guy who's been working at the same job since he graduated college he's kind of lost the passion for it if i show up to you what how does that conversation even start just so like maybe some listeners who are like hey i don't i don't really believe in this maybe i don't even want to do it like can you just give him like a little little pitch yeah for sure so so like the first question i'd ask when i when i meet somebody right uh is something to the tune of if i called you in a year from now or two years from now it was the best year of your life. What would that look like? To whatever degree of accuracy you you can piece together what your best year would look like. Tell me, tell me about that. Like I want to hear. Shit. All right, Bricky, you take the lead on this one. Well, and for me, like I immediately don't think about work at all. Like I'm more thinking about my family and my friends and doing things. Like whatever, like. If I'm in an interview and someone, I always hate that question. What, what do you see yourself doing in five years? Cause I just want to hear like, Oh, I want to move up the ladder at the company. <laughs> I, I never answer like that. I, I more think about like, Hey, me and my wife did this or like, Hey, maybe I have a kid now or stuff like that. Does, does that even, I guess, where does that fall on the spectrum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like I've touched on before, like that's your, your story, right? So like for you, it's like, I want to tell a story. I want to talk about other aspects of my life. Like I don't want to talk about work, right? So like, it sounds to me like the other, like work is not, well, well you, you can answer, right? But like, it sounds like work is an area that like maybe could be retooled or family could be elevated in importance and you could spend more time there. And, and I would just be curious, like, all right, like, so like what's getting in between where you are now and where you want to be with, your relationships and your family and the people that you're close to. That's good stuff. Yeah, sorry guys, I, I missed that. He's in a think tank right now. He's he's deep diving into the tank. Well, he's the only into thing, the well. The only thing keeping me out of switching to work is 28 days of PTO. We've talked about that a bunch, but like, man, that is a perk, you know? Yeah, that's that's a lot of PTO. Bear, like, what do you think about that? Let's 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 slide into this a little bit. We talked about it before in a previous episode, and it's something that's definitely big not a huge thing in America. And I don't know if you, if you had listened to that episode, but all the European countries, a lot of Canadian or like Canada, good God. And other places have a significant amount of time off in comparison to the U S and then it's not even a requirement in the United States to give your employee time off, at least paid time off. So what do you, what's, what's your consensus? Is that a big thing? Like PTO and what he just touched on and like how many days we actually have to work? Yeah, it's huge, man. And it's ridiculous that most of the Western world has a significant amount of time off embedded into their social fabric, their businesses, and they still operate as very big, like multinational corporations and and do very well. But over here, we have this old story that like, no, 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 we can't do that. We can't take time off. Someone will get ahead of us. When at, on the flip side, like all sorts of research from the 70s, from like Harvard Business School, it's like after 55 hours, you're a waste of space. Like get out of the office. Your productivity 
has decreased to a point where you're just costing us money. I mean, because because businesses want to approach this from the bottom line, right? But like mental health, physical health, performance, productivity are all tied together to benefit the bottom line. Like, yes, I'm 100% on board. Like, Ricky, 28 days is amazing, man. Like, that definitely makes sense why it's challenging to leave a job to know that the likelihood that you'll have that match elsewhere is highly unlikely. So I think it's, it's utterly absurd that it's not more commonplace, but I don't know. Do you guys see like things changing like within your companies or within people, you know, like maybe conversations are opening up new doors over the past year. Do you guys think that's possible? I do. I think that the world is going to move toward that model. I, I don't know. Reading a lot about like Sweden and like workplace productivity. I've, I, I, I'm kind of obsessed with that just because I know, you know, heart of heart, there's a lot of days where I can bang out four hours of work, solely focus on it. I'm like in the zone and guess what? At the end of the day, like then I'm, I'm just waiting for things to come in. Maybe I have to be a little bit proactive and I can fit that in, but there are days. And if anybody out there listening disagrees, I'll disagree with them because there's no way you need to work eight hours every single day. There are days where it flip-flops. And I think that the mold that the, you know, the Western culture has really prescribed for us is that eight hours a day, five days a week is the method. And guess what? That made sense 40 years ago when people were machinists and they had to do like physical labor and, you know, you were in warehouses and there was different things where you actually had to physically be there that amount of time to get the production to meet demand. Now we don't need to do that. And there are different jobs, so it's not applicable to every single person, but overall we can definitely work less as a society. And I think if, if we were given that freedom, there's definitely the fear that people would take advantage of it. There's definitely people that would, all of us would probably do it. I mean, definitely the reason I like sales is like I have flexibility, right? I don't have to go into an office. I write my own schedule. If I want to tap out at two o'clock on a Friday, no one's going to care, right? It's just like, I have to have numbers at certain expectations and, you know, go about my business. So I think giving people the ability for that is, is going to move forward and hopefully it'll come sooner than later because, that's just the way the, the world's moving. And then like, even now, I think Bricky said this the other day when we were chatting, it's like a lot of people are quitting their jobs right now. And, you know, we just kind of had a taste of the COVID freedom. And I, I know that sounds bad. COVID wasn't good for everybody, but it, it opened up a lot of eyes and it's like, Hey, like I can do my job at home and hang out with my family and do other stuff. I don't want to go back to the office anymore. So I might be looking for a new position. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about that. I mean, that's a focus on like mental and physical well-being. You can build your life around work rather than your life being built around work, right? It's like work is up here. And I, I had a conversation with some, a, a new client a couple weeks ago. He's a, not a consultant. We'll just say he's a consultant. Sorry. He's like, somebody gave him advice. And it was like, hey, man, like you can have a, you know, a wife relationship. You can have kids. You can have a big job. And you could have like a, a social life. Like the four dimensions essentially that I outlined before, it's like let's say those are the four things you have in life. He goes, it's impossible to have all three. And he's like, bullshit. I don't want to work for a company that tells me I can't have all three of those. Like I think I believe that I can have all four, and I'm going to find a company or a place that values working with me to create the ability to have all four. Because like, you're totally right, man. Like if you do like four or five hours of deep work. Like you're, you're not only as your capacity, like largely spent, 
but what are you also doing like those other three hours that you could be doing other things that would enrich you that would allow you to come back tomorrow and be a better employee and be more productive continually rather than going like all out every single day and being just wiping yeah why well, I, I it's kind of like the grind right it's like the grind was pushed into our brain like work harder than everybody or someone's gonna steal your slot and i think that we had kind of touched on this earlier and i don't know i'm always running from that i'm like if somebody's not if i'm not working hard then somebody's working harder than me and like i don't want to lose so the competitive nature runs deep but yeah it's it's interesting i don't know i I'm, I'm hopeful i don't know maybe maybe in the future like my wife's canadian so maybe we'll move back to canada they got a little bit more uh flexibility or or balance we'll get the work-life balance term out of here toss it to the garbage can and uh yeah all right speaking of terms Alex, I, I would like to propose a few newer names. I, I should say myself. We would all like to throw in a few names instead of life coach that you are more than welcome to, uh, to use. However, all these are trademarked. <laughs> so I got to pay you for them? <laughs> that, that you trademarked is... all of them before this, and you're like, all right, take your pick. Yep, that's, cor- that's correct. Uh, so... Are you cool with that? Because I, you know, you, meant, you kind of were, you know, making fun of it yourself a little bit, like the life coach stuff. You, you know, kind of mentioned you didn't really like that term. So we are here to help 100%. And I'm going to go, I have, I have a few, and I know these guys do as well. I'm going to just throw a few out there, take them or leave them. All right. Here's the yeah, first bring one. It on. Brain sculptor. Okay. That's kind of lower on the list, but I didn't want to like, you know, bring the heat right off the bat. Okay? <laughs> just throw it out there. I don't want to know your, your stack ranking. We'll, we'll rank All right. So this one, I just, just thought of actually, and you thought of it, but master of change. That master. Alex Berlick, master <laughs> of change. Almost sounds like you're like a magician. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, something there. Brickner. Yeah. I got one and it's just, decision sponsor so when someone finally comes to a decision you can say this decision was sponsored by alex perlick and then boom you get a little free plug there too i like that that is really clever actually haha we're gonna run with that that, that one might, might take the cake for the, the cleverness okay Benny, what else we got? i don't really have any good one just like off the top of my head i was trying to look at like you know synonyms but like mind magician but I, like we're not magic ads here I don't know. Yeah. All uh, right. You know. So I, I had to look this up, but uh, it my next one is mind cartographer. So a cartographer is someone who makes map, maps. Cartographer. <laughs> cartographer. We, we talked before. <laughs> Strong reader. <laughs> That's a good sales pitch right there. <laughs> Here at Life Through Our Lens, we are reading at a fourth grade. Reading <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you can just toss that one aside. <laughs> yeah, that one uh, didn't get trademarked. Pronun- <laughs> no. Incorrect pronunciation at all, I have to say. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm crying right now. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> my last one is mental ass kicker. <laughs> you know, the, the one of the new programs that I started working with this positive intelligence framework is called the mental boot camp. Although the positive intelligence framework is also trademarked, but I don't know. I, I, I saw a little bit of a link there. What was the first one that you threw out there? The master of change? Master of change. You said that uh, earlier in this interview. 
and I wrote it down because I thought that was pretty fucking tits. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of them out there. I I think I mentioned like earlier the the mind architect. Like, shout out to the to Peter Crum. He's uh, definitely inspired me. He's he's legit. But I I have a uh, um, a couple that I I would actually throw out there as well because. Yeah, like, and and I want to ask you guys a question actually at the back end. It's about like what you think the life coach is. But I've like I actually use the word high performance coach now because a lot of the, the focus that I work on is like helping really like people who are very ambitious professionals who have a lot of the the groundwork covered like be better through mental physical mental physical approach. Um, I throw out intentional lifestyle design sometimes. That's got a little bit of like that. Uh, you know, architecture mapping idea in there. And uh, those are probably the only other two that I would add. But I'm curious to like flip the script back on you guys. Like when you guys think of like a life coach or any of these other like monikers, I don't know, what are some of the stories that you guys have? And what are some of the ways you envision things being or or like what what comes to mind when you hear that? I guess the, the only, and it's not necessarily a positive one, which I'm sure that you get a lot, but like the only other person I knew that was a life coach used to cut my hair and she cut my hair for years. She cut my mom's hair. She cut my sister's hair. And when I found out she was a life coach, I was like, how are you at all qualified to do that? Like, <laughs> How, you know, it was just kind of like, when you know the person, it's just kind of like, you just have like the weird, how are you going to tell people? I guess you, I mean, you're not telling people, right? That's what I learned today. I thought the life coach would be like, this is what you need to do to get to where you want to be. And that's not it at all. It's mostly, you're just kind of a guide. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good word. Mind Um, guide. Mind guide. I like that. (laughs) You know, my favorite job ever, maybe this time I do I was a tour guide in college. Love that, man. You get to see all the, the, the hot chicks coming on campus you get to meet them, greet them, introduce. It's genius. It's a great way to meet girls, people, but it was a lot of fun too. Yeah, um, this is my dorm room. If you're ever feeling lonely, just uh, make your way on over. <laughs> right. 212. <laughs> Still got it. Yeah. Honestly, the when life coach always had kind of like, a, like it was like to be made fun of, not to sound shitty. That was just kind of what I always thought. I was like, oh, like this is like, what does this even mean? It was, I don't know. And uh, you definitely changed my opinion. I, I do think it, it runs a negative connotation. I think that, and I'm kind of putting a stamp on this. I think males as a whole look at it more as like negative, maybe less than female. I don't know that for sure, but you know, we're supposed to be strong and body armor and all this, you know, avoiding vulnerability and all this. So I always looked at it like, Oh, I don't need that. Why would I ever succumb to that? Like, I'm, I'm fine on my own. Like, don't try me. So that was kind of my process on it. So I, I feel like I'd be a complete liar if I didn't tell you the truth, but I yeah, take it all you want. But I, I thought it was just kind of one of those terms is just full of shit. You know, uh, I've definitely, you, you know, after speaking a few times, it's 100% changed because uh, I was, you know, lucky enough to do it myself, but that's not true at all because I, I just made a couple decisions to reach out for it, you know, kind of by myself, you know, not asking for directions, but you read a couple of books and I would say they probably would have given the same advice um, that you give your clients. So, but no, I think one thing that I've kind of learned just, you know, growing up that, you know, I was, I'd never wanted to ask for help because I, you know, it was kind of an accomplishment to get it done by yourself. Right. And, you know, the, you, we see this, uh, it's okay to not be okay 
Uh, no, it's fucking not. And if you, you got to do something about it. And whether that's changing your career, whatever, canning some friends, whatever, probably going to be worth doing it. Hopefully it's not a shit decision. You know, people make them. Maybe you learn the hard way like I do all the time. But I, I think the transition stuff is something that's super scary. Wasn't exactly easy for me, but I just impulse buy, impulse quit. But I learned to kind of to trust your gut. And yeah, I'm much rather, I, I don't think I've ever been happier in my life, which is weird because you kind of look at my situation from out, outside perspective. It's like, wow, he's well, that's parents, blah, blah, blah. And I could give two fucks what anyone thinks, which is great. It's the, it's awesome. And I used to think about that too much at the last job of, you know, is he making a good sales pitch? Like no one cares. No one remembers. And yeah, it feels, feels awesome to make the transition. And I hope some people will reach out to you, Alex, and get your help to make a transition. Maybe someone can become an astronaut out of nowhere. Who knows? Might be you, Matt. Like it might be you. Like, I definitely wanted to be an astronaut. And it, I, might, it might be you, but I'll tell you what, man, first of all, like it's huge that you've been able to like be brave and like make that decision and also be like, hell yeah, like I made the right decision, right? Like I yeah. feel, I feel awesome. But I also think one of the things that's really useful is you guys bringing into the space, like, hey, like thought this is bullshit because I think there's a lot of people that will listen to this that ha- hold those same like preconceived notions because they just like genuinely don't understand. And like, Ricky, to your point, like, there's a wide range of coaches out there. You could go on Udemy and find a life coaching course for a hundred bucks, or you could spend, you know, you could go to the gold standard of IPAC or like CPI and you could spend like $10,000, $12,000. And there's a vast degree there. But one of the things that I, that I share with people that like helps to shift their perspective is that, okay, transition is really hard. Getting and setting goals is really hard. Like these are skill sets. These are intelligence that we haven't really learned, right? Nobody at the top of their game across any field does not ask for help. LeBron James spends, what, a million dollars a year on trainers, nutritionists, personal trainers, massage therapists, probably has a coach of his own. Like Tony Robbins probably on speed dial for LeBron. Like (laughs) anybody at the top of their game gets help. And one of the reasons that it has been a challenge for a lot of people to ask for help is simply like a cultural story. And so like us sharing our stories, sorry, sharing your story of like a positive experience with therapy. Like I've been working with coaches for the past couple of years, which changed my life in a lot of ways. Those stories help shift the way people, they help shift people's lens. They see through a different lens. Oh yeah. Like all the athletes, Phil Mickelson has five different coaches. Like why wouldn't I have somebody guide me through this thing that I've never done before? When you put it in that context, it's, oh, it's actually not as, uh, at least the way I see it. It's not as scary or it's not as like uncommon as you might think. Yeah, definitely not talked about though a lot. It doesn't, you know, obviously like LeBron's definitely a good example and does spend a lot of money to keep his body right and healthy. And he's got a pretty good track record in the NBA for not really ever being hurt, even though he's been in the NBA for 18 years. So that's interesting. And it's like, yeah, I guess, mentors and stuff it's like you know be nice to have one but it's it's not something where it's like how do you find one finding a mentor and like you're in your uh your sphere whatever you're interested in might be a challenge is that something that you help people with you know at the moment it's not like part of what i do it's something that i i want to and i'm working on finding a way to bring more in particularly for like 
young men that are like just out of college or maybe even like juniors and seniors in college because there's an aspect of like you know sometimes you don't know what you don't know the coaching is not for everybody and sometimes i've had clients that are on that younger end that have a challenge bringing real actionable items to like our coaching conversation because they just don't have a whole lot of experience and that's where mentorship might come in a little bit more it might be a little bit more useful okay but the skills of being able to to listen and like evoke awareness of people and be curious like those are skills that are rooted in coaching that sometimes even the best mentors aren't very strong like the thing of a mentor is tell me what to do a really good mentor shouldn't be telling you they should be helping you figure out what you want to do and maybe guiding you a little bit when you're like off the rail so very closely related to coaching not something i really do a lot of at the moment but something that is you know thought of figuring out how i can work it in more future projects once everything's uh collabed right you'll uh it'll be your it's another prong of the business something you know, like coaching that. your mentorship what do you need I got, i'm your guy are you and your wife going to be business partners yeah that would be the the way that we would describe it it's weird to say it like that like we very much like want to like walk our talk and live and like our what we do and enjoy doing is our life so to say we're business partners would be accurate but i don't know if i necessarily like view it in that way in like a traditional sense because because like there's a story about that right it's ah, it's a bad idea you shouldn't do that like divorce is on the horizon and the way that we look at it is like look here's somebody that i i trust more than anybody else in the world that i can communicate more clearly with than anybody else in the world and that i share similar values and vision with like than anybody else in the entire world if you want to look for a business partner that's like your spouse but your spouse happens to be interested in the same thing it's like seems like a no-brainer to us it, it's been a seamless transition and something we're working through right now like we don't have everything worked out but yeah we're definitely excited to share our, our gifts and bring them all together Okay, so uh, we, we talked a little bit before this, but what are, what are some questions that you have for us? Like, I, I know Benny and I, when we were talking to you earlier, you said maybe we would come up with some questions that you would ask us. Uh, and this is all off the cuff. Yeah, just spitball, like, we're your first client. You kind of mentioned, like, what your life would look like in two years. You know, we're brand new clients. Ricky's your first customer of the day. What do you hit them with? What's the, what's the, the feel hit? What are you giving them? Well, I, it, it, it depends like what stage of the game we're at, but let's, let's go with the, the just meeting question. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, you say, I, I do start with that. Like, where do you see yourself or what, if your year was like the best year ever, like what would it look like? And we gotta, we, we gotta like get into that to, uh, to go, to go in another direction, but that's a, a good place to start. And another place to start is like, what's the biggest challenge that you're faced with right now? And, and, discerning what the challenge is and then getting to the co coaching is really about getting to what people really want what's your challenge what do you really want what do you really really want and then what are you going to do about it that's a good like flow of questions out there and maybe maybe throw in like what's getting in your way somewhere along the line okay what about goals fear what what about goals so you mentioned you do a lot of goal setting so once you've kind of figured out you know what they're uh, yeah, what kind of what we just discussed, like what the, where they kind of want to be, how, where do your goal setting, you know, goal setting start, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Really, where did that 
just fantastic. No, I, I got you. Cause like you can like take the smart goals, like framework that we're all probably familiar with, right? But like, it doesn't tell you how to ask questions, right? It's like, oh, make it strategic, measurable, great. So the first place that I would start be like, okay, let's say you've got this decision that okay, you, you've got, sorry, I'll use you because we've been kind of like playing with your story. So like you've, uh, you know, you're in a good place. You, you left this job that wasn't making you happy, but now you've got this some like momentum with the podcast. You're trying to figure out how to blend this interest of entertaining with a podcast and that. So let's say we get to a, a point where you're, you want to make the next business decision move. Like I would ask you like, what's the smallest first step you could take? Hmm. I would say business license. I think, I don't know if that's, that seems like a huge step, but kind of the first thing that comes to mind. What's you're asking about it? I've never done it. Uh, granted, I, I should reach out to people that have done it, learn, do a little research, but we, that's a conversation we all need to have, but I thought we're doing a little role playing here. So figure that yeah, out. An so, answer. so do you see what you just did there? So, no. So what you, so I just asked you like two questions. And what you just did is you just said business license is my next step. And then you outlined like three sub goals. You're like, well, we could have another conversation about it. I could talk with people that have done it before and I could do some research. Boom. You Whoa. just laid out three goals to, to work on over the next week. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> You're a natural. Wow. It's 99.95 plus tax. <laughs> <laughs> we we can do some trade. I'll take that uh that brain name and uh we'll yeah. swap the coaching. <laughs> Pro bono. I love it. That's well, I, I would say that we we uh as a podcast definitely need to do some of the things that you do with your clients for sure and build a roadmap per se or a pod map or oh uh, gosh. Was what was that word? Because cartographer, cartographer, cartography, bro. <laughs> cartographer. Feel very smart. A little Columbus action over there. We'll get a roadmap going. We'll, we'll we'll be phoning you as a friend. We'll be like, hey, what's the what's the next step? I don't know. Setting goals. I gotta say, well, uh, this is off the cuff too, but at the same time, it's there's there's three of us, right? We all pretty much like before we even like hopped into this laid out our expectations and what we thought this was going to be. And we've been pretty good about being in constant communication about where we see it going and everything, but it's tough. And setting expectations is, is really hard. And, and on top of like that, like what we're going to do personally, it's like setting goals is, is so difficult. And when it's kind of an untraversed landscape, we're unfamiliar with this. This is, you know, the first time it's hilarious. You know, there's lots of technical issues. There's lots of just, you know, life shit that happens. And it's, I don't, it, it's definitely the first time in my life that I'm, we're like, I'm trying to like actively set goals in something I have no idea about. So it's like, how do you make goals when you don't know your ass from an, an elbow? I don't know. It's, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's the entrepreneurial, uh, like roadmap, if you will, like, but, but one of the things that we all do that in like all forms of life, right? One of the things that I learned from uh, a coach is that like courage comes before confidence. So like having the courage to say, I don't know where the hell I'm going. I have an idea kind of in that direction. We're going to like shoot for that area and, and beginning to go that way. Inevitably, like the 
path opens up or it doesn't, right? It's like, shit, this is not the, not what we thought we were getting. We need to go this way. Yeah. But, but having the courage to like begin that is a huge first step. And that's a step that hangs a lot of people up, man. Like, I don't know, like I might not hit the target perfectly the first time. Let go of the story. You're never going to hit the target perfectly. Love failure, baby. Just love that shit. Eat it up. Experience. Like, like Bricky's uh, Rice Krispies, four seconds in the morning. Chalk it up. <laughs> Go get a W. Bite off a W. Jameis Winston style. Dude, I actually put protein in my coffee one day after listening to you guys. I, I was like, Thank you. Shit, it was so, dude, it was so funny. I'd never done it before. I'd never done it since, but then she was so funny. I was like, huh, I'll give a little scoop, see what this shit's all about. You gotta let it cool down, though. That's the key. Otherwise, it gets grainy and sandy. I'm a big uh, bulletproof coffee guy, so I put all kinds of MCT oil and crap in my coffee, so figure why not give it a little, little, little protein shake <laughs> boys where are we at how are we feeling it's we're about an hour and a half in yeah, yeah. I'm i think this has been super interesting i feel like i've been just like listening to a podcast for the last hour and a half i haven't really said yeah, much but this, this I've, cool. I've really enjoyed it this is this has been really cool yeah i i i had something and then it went away and i i think we're good it wasn't anything I have one more question. Yeah. Or like, it's kind of like two pronged and I want everybody to be like super participate, participate a lot if possible. But I know for myself and the theme of this, or like one of the themes is people think that they want to do something right. We're like, yeah, like it sounds nice. Like it's, it's like a fantasy, right? What do you want to do? What's your perfect year? It's a fantasy, but do you run into a lot of people that are just, in the fantasy land and they don't actually want to take the action to move forward because that's, you know, it's like, I like to daydream. I'm sure all of you guys do as well. And it's like, it's, it sounds good, but like achieving that is almost like a fear because it's like, then what, you know, like that's like almost my biggest fear is like achieving my goals. Cause it's like, I have to set new ones and I don't know, maybe that sounds crazy, but it's, I'm curious to know what your, your sentiment is on that with, with clients, maybe yourself, just other, other people. Well, let's kick it around to start. I'm, I'm going to hold off and see what. Yeah. Freaking and Sarge thinking like coming across people like that or your own experience with that. And we'll, we'll all kind of like go in on it. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, my like number one dream in the entire world would be to like be a GM of a hockey team, but I just, there's just, zero percent chance that would ever happen so like you kind of have to set that aside so i don't know i like that's kind of where i sit at it like if i'm living in fantasy land as far as that well and you also you also have to consider what your situation right now you have literally zero control your wife wears the pants and she controls everything so you get to go wherever she goes (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) but yeah so the man, it's really, it's a good question. What is it again? <laughs> Sorry, I I'm thinking yeah. it. It's just no. In all honesty, it's like it's <laughs> it's like the fantasy land idea of of starting the podcast or like quitting your job and you know going to do this or Bear like doing his thing and like switching into the life coaching thing, moving to Utah, that stuff. It sounds great, right? Like it's fun to think about shit and daydream about it, but how many people are like willing to take that leap? Cause it's scary. It's, and, and it might be scary for different reasons for me. It's like, Oh shit. Like if that's my like dream or like aspiration, if I attain it really quickly, I'm like, ah, shit, now what? And then like, I'm, I'm always seeking 
something better or something new. And I will say I've never really written down a goal in my life that I actually wanted to achieve, except for goals that we wrote, wrote down, like as a podcast, those are ones I want to meet. And then I don't know, to me, I want to, I just want more and more and more and more and more. So I, I don't really, if we achieve them great, let's fucking make bigger ones. Let's go. Let's get it going. I don't know. I, I guess I got a different thought process on that. Personally, it's like that I'm always, I'm like, I like, achieve, like, I like the high performance. I like high goals, high bars to like go after. But at a certain point, it's like, shit, I don't want to always be like chasing something. Now, maybe that's because I'm chasing the wrong thing. I don't know. But it's if I'm running hard all the time and I keep setting like lofty goals, you know, 10x, 20x, what I think I actually could it's just like, it's kind of tiring. It's like, you know, almost like a rat race in a sense. And it's not even just corporate, it's personal, it's professional, it's everything. So I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I don't even know. I've lost train. Of thought. <laughs> I, I got, I got something for you. Cause I, <laughs> I, I really like that. You're, you're like mountain analogy because like, I mean, there's, there's a, a, a fair side of productivity and performance that can be toxic. It can be addicting. It can be toxic. It can be all consuming it can look like an 80 hour or work 80 hours work work week 10 mil 100 mil jeff bezos level wealth in the bank but completely emotionally corrupt like no solid relationships in your life like it can be addicting because if you're if you're always seeking that that bar like you and you and you reach it you have to set the bar higher in order for you to receive the same level of response but like what gets addicting is that one moment. You're just living that one moment that you like stand on top of the podium. And then before you know it, you're, you're on the downswing of the mountain, right? Like it's like a high for a second and then it's, it's all downhill. But this is just one moment. Like the journey is the way up and the way down. And that's where you, you learn things. That's where you grow. That's where you get stronger. That's where you, you suffer, you struggle. You learn how to root find whatever it might be. And that's the part that I think that like when you can shift into saying, what do I, what do I really want to get to the top of this mountain? Do I want to be the first one up there? Do I want to do it in the fastest time? Do I want to do it for, for myself? Like, what is the reason that you're doing that? And then even again, like I asked this question earlier, like, what do you really want? Like, what do you really, really want? Like, some people are just like, you know what? I just want my dad to tell me that he's proud of me for getting up there, right? Like sometimes we don't even know the intention behind our goal settings without examining. So I, I really well, I share that all the time with my clients, that idea of the, the mountain, the moment at the top, but it really being like about the journey. Yeah. I mean, that resonates for sure. I don't know. The intention is tough. I don't know. I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life. I have no idea. I just want to have fun, do random shit, see cool stuff, eat cool food, play a ridiculous amount of golf, hopefully beat Ricky one day. If I'm so fortunate, maybe I'll have an off day. Maybe a little rain will rattle them. I don't know. I won't go off in the rain. So, <laughs> ah, there we oh, go. He's smart. A couple too many beers in the course. So, we're out there having fun. That's all that matters. Uh, Alex, feel free to use this, but there is a Spice Girls song uh, that goes, Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. You can play that before, like, while you're with your client. I think I have to sing it like that. That's, yeah. That to be like in the contract. <laughs> yeah. A little 100%. subliminal messaging. <laughs> Just tell me what you really, really want. That's so. That's, then, uh, that's good. Yeah, I don't know. Put it in the back pocket. All right, I guys, I think we're 
think this is great. This was awesome. Yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate you hopping on. Thanks for uh, for letting me join you guys and for for hosting this and holding this and and for like bringing all the good stuff to the table that you did. Like I think that at, at the root of this, like the mental health conversation is something that I mean it's four dudes talking about this. Let's not forget that, right? Like thirty years ago, this would have been probably inconceivable outside of Sullen Institute or something. Or like, almost ten years ago, even. Yeah, yeah. even ten years there, ago, there would have been some rumors floating around. Probably, who knows. <laughs> <laughs> sure whatever so like the fact that like you guys are like really doing this thing like together and like are interested in having this conversation like i just appreciate you guys bringing me on this this was fun man i'll have to do this again absolutely uh how do people get in contact with you i i, I wouldn't suggest giving out your cell phone number but if you do by all means do it but how how can someone reach out to you I'm, I'm sure if people want myself on them, they can find it out there on the internet somewhere, but I'll, uh, uh, Facebook at, uh, foundations, life coaching, uh, my website is foundationslifecoaching.com uh, at alex.berlick on Instagram. Can you spell the, spell it for my last name? Yeah. B A R I L E C. Uh, but foundations, life coaching, my website has everything. Uh, and for anybody that, that's really interested and seriously interested that the best way to get in touch is to just jump on the phone for 20, 30 minutes, have a conversation, get to know one another, see if we're a good fit and see if, you know, I work with people that I, that I really like, man. I work with cool guys like you guys that like, I consider and can see myself having a, a real relationship with and I seek to, to cultivate that. So I uh, gotta, we, we have to have a good connection and be able to build that trust or it's not gonna be as productive as it's good for anybody. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on and giving us the time. We really appreciate it. It's probably going to be a two-part episode, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to break it up, but uh, Sarge, you want to roll us on out here? Right on. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, huge shout out to Alex for coming on. It was such an awesome conversation. And if you're in that transition, like Alex and I were, time to step up, reach out for some help. Who cares? No one, no one's going to ask how you got to where you want to be once you get there. And if they do, you can tell them that you reached out to Alex and he changed your life. And uh, he was a mental ass kicker for you. But uh, <laughs> once again, spread the word, you freaking turds. See you next week. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. The support has been so fantastic so far. And we have had an absolute blast interviewing Alex. Really unique experience to interview somebody that has a more niche career choice at this point. And just out of curiosity, any listeners out there, you got friends, whether that's friends, family, even yourself, kind of have a unique career path, let us know. We'd love to interview them, get to meet them. Maybe we can shed some more light on it, just like we did for Alex. Also, special shout out to Alex, because the dude is getting married. I think it's in about a week or two from when this is going to drop. Give him a little shout out. Cheers, Alex. For all those listeners still hanging out there, we appreciate you. And you're getting a sneak peek in the next week's episode. A little 30 under 30. Because we got a couple birthdays in the group. And we want to shed some light on the best 30 things we've learned before turning 30. Granted, I still got a year and a half to go. But Sergeant Bricky are about to hit that milestone. So tune in next week on Wednesday.